Stuttgarter Tor ist leer. Alles oder nichts. Das komplette Fleisch ist aus dem Grill. Auf dem Grill die Ecke kommt. Und er ist drin! Und er ist drin! Der absolute Wahnsinn! Der VfB Stuttgart bleibt in der ersten Fußball-Bundesliga. Schiebt sich vor. Welcome to Val FA Stuttgart Americana, an American-based English-language Val FA Stuttgart fan podcast for reviews are unofficial, uninformed, usually unprepared, and boy, howdy, are we unprepared today. I'm your host, Travis. You can reach me at Hazelfish, but we've got a whole host of characters here to kind of, I don't know, celebrate or apologize for what is our 100th episode after doing some quick math here. So I've got, first off, we'll start with Matt. Matt, this is your 62nd episode. Matt. What do you think about that? Out of the 100 episodes, you've been on 62 times. I am amazed that you haven't found somebody better to do this with you yet. And I think it's more a testament to your laziness than to my uh, being remotely good at anything we're doing. Great segue. Austin, you've been on 34 times. Um, you're one of the OGs, if you will. And there's nothing more OG than an old white fella saying OG. Austin, 35 times, I should say. What do you think? Mm -hmm. I'm just glad you found somebody better to take my place. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, Jeff couldn't join us. That takes us to, we got a couple of, not the OGs, but people that have been on the podcast quite a few times. So we've got uh, Dave, you've been on, what do we say? This is going to be your fourth time now. So Dave, That's what right. do you that? Yeah, this is my fourth time. It's uh, what I, I can't guarantee four points. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's just not possible. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's great. I'm I'm happy to be back. And Josh, I believe I think my numbers are wrong on this, but I think this is only your second time. Is that right? That's right. Just the second time in the pod. I'm just as stoked as the first. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us on. This is going to be a really fun show. It, it might be crazy chaotic because listening to about six different voices is kind of like crazy for an audio format. But I think it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. We'll see. Yeah, and the guy who always brings the fun down in Cincinnati, Ted, I actually don't have a record of how many times you've been on the podcast. Is it five, six? What? What is the, the number? It's actually all 100 episodes. You just have a very, very poor memory Travis. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. Your contributions were so significant. I remember all of them. Well done. He is the man behind the mask right here, Ted. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Ted, was that second set of footprints in the sand there with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a heavy load, I bear. That's a perfect segue to, which is only part one in this episode, is just kind of a reminiscence. So actually, I'm going to start with Austin. Because back in 2021, uh, mm -hmm. February, you, myself, and Jeff decided that we were going to start this podcast. Um, initially, we didn't know what we were going to do in terms of the focus because you are a Freiburg supporter. Uh, mm -hmm. Jeff is a, a Cologne supporter. And I, obviously, everybody else here is a Cologne supporter. Uh, what are your early memories of those first few podcasts when we had almost 20, 30, oh my goodness, 35 listeners per episode? <laughs> no, I remember uh, when I first, because I don't 
recall you listening to a bunch of podcasts. And I listen to podcasts all the time for work. And I remember coming to you with a episode of Talking Foosball mm. about talking about the 50 uh, plus one rule. And just just as an off thing, not expecting you to uh, to respond to it. And all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, you had this idea about doing the podcast. And again, you're right. You were talking about what should be the concept of it. How should we do it? And since Jeff and I have no follow through, when you decided to make it just a Stuttgart podcast, we were thrilled <laughs> we knew, <laughs> because if it, if it was a Bundesliga podcast as a whole or all of our teams, it probably would have lasted about three episodes. Yeah, we tried initially to do a segment where we talked about the entire Bundesliga, but then we realized very quickly we don't know enough about our own clubs, let alone the entire Bundesliga to get into to anything there. But it's funny because it was deep in the heart of COVID. If you remember, it was was, uh, 2020 in the spring is when COVID hit. And then that 2020, 2021 year is when we were all deep in it, wearing masks and everybody was social distancing and everybody was doing Zoom everything. And I think it was at that point where we thought, you know what? We're talking to each other all the time. You know what? Why don't we start a podcast about, about something? And I have to give Austin, you credit for getting us started on this because you're you know it's like josh you are a big time union uh driver and so you're very busy you know listening to podcasts all the time apparently mm-hmm. so <laughs> i think josh is listening to a podcast right now as we're doing this podcast <laughs> so yeah you got that um so i want to go to matt at this point because matt you were kind of the next person who popped on because you and i had reached out on reddit actually you had reached out to me on Reddit, um, where there's Godzi, there's our friend Adrian, um, about, hey, there's this this other world of Stuttgart supporters. And that's kind of where Austin, Jeff, and I latched on the Stuttgart idea of, listen, there is this small, strange community out there. And Matt, I kind of want you to, to jump in on this is, um, when was the first time you kind of heard of us talking about the podcast? Slash, did you think there was a community enough out there? I mean, I remember the first match that I watched where I was chatting with you was the Bremen match where we lost five to two in our relegation season. So I've always associated you with with losing, obviously. I mean, uh, thoughts on that? <clears throat> That's a fair association. Uh, <laughs> the the Reddit community was really for me kind of my gateway into Stuttgart, um, and was the primary news source that I had for the team for a while. So then we, we set up a little kind of a group chat with a handful of us. And that was really fun to have a live conversation during matches and in between matches, sort of a a pre discord kind of thing we had going on. And then you had mentioned doing a podcast and I'm listening to podcasts constantly and thought, that'd be great because then Travis can tell me all of the things that he's reading and I won't have to spend the time reading them. Or talking um, to him. Good point. Right. <laughs> so I, I was on board. I was a little concerned when you started to reach out to me about tech advice and how do I do this thing? And I thought, well, that's an inauspicious start. <laughs> uh, but you got it all figured out. It works beautifully. Um, and I, it's been really exciting seeing the audience grow and Uh, having the interactions with everybody, especially over Twitter, since kind of uh, Reddit's taking a nosedive and even with Twitter taking a nosedive, it's it's neat that we've built a little community. So wherever we go, we know that there will be people 
uh, in the U.S. who are Shukart fans that we can talk to about this absolutely insane club that we are way too emotionally invested in. <laughs> well, and I think that's the, the perfect point. So we kind of started talking about the club, and then we started talking about doing the OFC. And Josh, this is where I want to jump into you, is that we started about talking about during the summer of, I think it was 2022, you know what, we had done a few episodes of the podcast, and you know, it was just a bunch of yahoos just yapping about stuff and um, really hadn't taken off too much. And then we got a, a little bit of a shout out from Ricky Palm, who gave us a lot of followers uh, because he's a big he has his own podcast over there. But then I kind of want to talk about the the OFC and then the Texas trip. So we started talking about doing an OFC. And this is where you, Jens, and I started talking during that summer, August of 2022. So I, I want to get your thoughts on the first time you kind of talked, you thought about the podcast, but then the OFC, what were your thoughts on that? And then you started your own OFC in Central Texas. Yeah, and I was just kind of one of those guys that was down here in Austin, Texas. I was a crazy random Stuttgart fan, and I hadn't even said the word Stuttgart in my life. It was always Stuttgart to me. You know, we pronounced it much differently in the south of the USA. Um, there's a lot of German culture, German heritage there. So I, I knew that properly it was Stuttgart. And it wasn't until maybe like a little bit into high school, we'd went a you know, senior trip, senior trip. We'd gone over to Europe, bounced around to a couple places, Switzerland, uh, uh, you know, France, and even over into Germany. And I saw the sign for Stuttgart. And that's it was one of the most exciting things I ever saw in my life. I was like, wow, it's it, it's real for me. And same thing. I'd been playing Stuttgart on FIFA for years. And until it wasn't until, you know, you watch them on TV or, or you know, you connect with, with other people that are also Stuttgart fans that you get a, that excitement again. And I'd met this guy named Jens, who's, uh, who was, he was really the guy behind mostly getting, getting all the OFC paperwork done. Uh, him and I have collaborated on a lot of things when it comes to soccer. He used to do watch parties for the World Cups down there in New Braunfels, which is kind of closer to San Antonio. San Antonio is only about an hour and a half away from Austin down there in the South of Texas. San Antonio is closer to Mexico. And San Antonio's had pro sports and stuff before. So have Houston and Dallas. And so we always, if you're, if you're in Texas, you know, a big game's going on. Like if, if Messi's in town playing USA in the Copa America, you're going to drive over to Houston and go and go touch that and feel that. And me being from Arkansas, when I moved to Austin, you had a lot of soccer games. I would go, watch USA play up at the old Pizza Hut Park in Frisco and in Dallas. And so you, you had that reality. It keeps touching you in different ways. I met Jens. He's got Stuttgart tattoos all over his body. So I'm like, wow, this guy's real, you know? I was like, we can do some stuff. And let's do these watch parties for 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 the World Cups. Let's do these watch parties for um for like Austin FC and stuff. And and let's combine that. Let's see if we can we can have some see if we can have some traction here. And we did start meeting just a few people randomly. And it's, and it's quite hard because I wasn't part of that gateway. Like Matt said, I wasn't part of that Reddit community where you could, you know, talk to a few people online and, and share thoughts and stuff. And I didn't really speak German that well, so I couldn't keep up with the with the X Twitter arguments and stuff. So it wasn't always uh, that real for me. But the podcast definitely did make it real because uh, I think Matt was saying too, you know, you're, Travis, you were reading the books that that not everybody read and, and and you brought that into the podcast and and uh and austin and, and matt bring their own things uh to the table and having the guests on you know listening to david and ted and stuff chat up 
from their perspective, it's cool to see all that. And, you know, I, I just, it was crazy that the game, that when Stuttgart came over about a year ago today, mm-hmm. uh, just to see, get to see everybody in person for the first time made it even more real. And getting to see Stuttgart on the field was just outrageous experience. Um, even though it was cold and it was like 30 <laughs> degrees and wet and rainy and we pushed through it. Like, I think that's kind of a testament to, to how strong of a character just to get through an episode of a podcast. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, just, just to be able to stick together, I think, like we do. And all the people that are listening right now are, are people that do that. They stick through, through they're, they're, they're red and black through and through. Well, actually, let's do a little sidebar real quick. Uh, I was going to hit up Dave and Ted here in a second, but 30 seconds. Uh, we've all shared these stories uh, before, but 30 seconds. Why are you a Stuttgart supporter? Because we did get this question when we at, when we said, hey, we're going to do 100th episode. So, Ted, I'll start with you. 30 seconds. Why is Ted, why do you have Val be in your Twitter handle? Go. So I've been a fan since 2001. Um, I did a student exchange in a little town outside of Schwäbisch Hall, which is already a little town in Baden-Württemberg, but has Schwäbisch in the name. Um, So it's a bunch of Schwäbisch-leading crazies, Maltaschen lovers. and yeah, lived with a guy uh, who was a fellow 16-year-old and his family. Um, he had Falaf Bay magazines around the house. Everybody at school was talking about Falaf Bay. I didn't have a soccer team at the time. And I was like, oh, this sounds like a lot of fun. I should get in on this. And it's been many years of pain since then, <laughs> but completely worth it. <laughs> David, go. Yeah, similar to to Ted, I did a, uh, a study abroad program in college. Uh, I was in a small town called Weingarten, uh, which is in south uh, bottom Württemberg, uh, very close to Switzerland. And uh, but flew in Stuttgart, uh, and uh, it was Swabian through and through there. So kind of you know fell in love with that, that whole culture. So naturally, just adopted the the team as well. So um, yeah, and. Uh, really for for a long time i just kind of was a fan from a distance but uh i think probably around the pandemic is when i really started to get back into it i had i had a kind of a, a reawakening with love for soccer with uh with in atlanta and uh with with the mls team there and um just wanted me made me want to expand and that went and naturally went back to to this team so matt what about you it started as a language learning exercise because a uh, polyglot friend of mine said, if you're going to learn German, you need to pick a football team so you can get some immersion experience. Um, and I picked a team with a cool logo that was from a part of the country where my ancestors came from. And I purposely did not look at results or success. And it has been pain ever since. <laughs> it's like that old Atlanta Braves commercial where, Chicks dig the long ball. Well done, sir. <laughs> Austin, why is it that Freiburg is your pretend favorite team, but in actuality, Stuttgart is your real team? <laughs> well, as people might not know, we have a very close loving family, but in our family, we're not allowed to root for the same teams. This and even, even though Stuttgart's is supposedly the, the town which our family originates from, I couldn't choose stuttgart and so i 
I'd watch Freiburg from afar while I was rooting for Darmstadt. And I just fell in love with Christian Strike. And I, I fell in love with their system. And I started following them. And and that's that. Yeah, don't don't worry. There were many, many years where all the people on this panel wish that we had been on your side for a little bit. We had gone through some rough, rough patches. But let's go back to the, the regular scheduled program. So Josh brought up the Austin trip. And so this is crazy. So we decided to start the OFC. We were about a year and a half into the podcast. We had just gotten some shout outs from some of the German uh, followers. Because quite honestly, what had happened is uh, the Legendo goal had happened. And we had gotten some followers based on all of our responses to that on Twitter, on X, uh, on the podcast. And I think there was such a euphoria over there that they were like, whoa, there's people in America that are really excited about this. And at the same time, they decided to make this trip over, which was crazy and was bonkers. So I'm going to go, David, first to you. Then I'm going to go to Ted. When you heard they were coming over to the States in November, Dave, what were your thoughts? What were you... Were you immediately on the tr- on the plane over? Or yeah. What's going on? Yeah, when I, I actually I, I got the notification on my phone uh, from the Stuttgart app that there was uh, that they were coming, and I, and I went to the Facebook group immediately and said, I can think of worse places to visit than Austin in November. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so and then it turned out to be miserable, but you know, still, just the you know. The, amazing time just getting the to go and meet all you guys and uh see the team in person when you know i after following them from afar it was um just something i couldn't even imagine and you know i it was it was just an awesome experience and uh really glad i was able to make the trip yeah what about you ted because i know you and i had been talking at that point because we were at the time we thought the only two stuttgart supporters in the state of ohio and i don't even know if you're actually in the state of Ohio, but I'll still give you a little credit for that or blame. I don't know. Depending, you know, Matt's from Michigan, so I don't want to make it too much Ohio, Michigan here. But when you found out they were going there, um, I think you had to you hemmed and hawed a little bit, right? Before you you made the big the splurge. Ohio is a short swim away for me. Um, so I, I'm close enough. Um, yeah, back in my uncle Rico days, I could throw a rock and hit Ohio. I'm not, I'm not there anymore with my, <laughs> with my arm strength. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I did hem and haul. I think I heard about it first, either from the OFC Twitter or the podcast Twitter or something like that, maybe. Um, and it was like news to me. And I was like, at first I was like, oh, that's awesome that they're coming to the States, but didn't really consider going down there. And then I talked with you and, and I was like, I'd be an idiot not to do this um, and talked it over with my wife and she gave me her blessing. And I am so thankful that I did um, just because it, I feel like exposed me to this whole American foul F Bay community that I would have had no idea existed. Um, and then it was so awesome meeting the German fans too. And uh, just how open and welcoming the team was. That was incredible. Well, let's start with 10 and then we'll wrap our, our way around back to Dave is, from that moment where you were there, was, you know, talking about the OFC, talking about all the people that you met there, what was your, I mean, your favorite memory of that event? And then try to tie it back into the OFC, like the, the, the thing you remember the most about maybe meeting somebody in the group that, you know, you hadn't known before. 
Yeah. I mean, I think for me, my favorite thing was that first day, actually, um, maybe because it was so miserably cold at the match um, and it was a friendly and like, I mean, it was a great match, like awesome result, great goals. Um, yeah. Uh, Koulibaly hitting the gritty, all of that stuff. Good fun. Um, but for me, day one going uh, basically like from the airport to my Airbnb and then immediately to the open training session, which was where I first met Travis, met Logan, met um, kind of some other members of the the OFC. Um, and like that, I think was scales falling from the eyes, like sort of like, I was like, oh my God, this is the sort of weekend it's going to be like the club is just going to let us in on everything kind of. Um, and that was, that was it for me. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll go next. My favorite memory was number one, getting picked up by Josh and his incredibly sweet Josh. What is that car you have? It's green, it's black, it's the Austin FC colors. I don't know what it is. Is it a Camaro, a Corvette? What is it? Oh, see, everybody gets those confused. Uh it's uh I've I've been called a Mustang before, I've been called a Cor a, a Camaro before. It's a Dodge Challenger. Oh my Dodge gosh. Challenger. I yeah, mean I've of yeah. all the redesigns they did, that one has the biggest back seat. Now, I've looked at Camaros and I've looked at <laughs> the back seats of Mustangs, and they're quite small compared to the big booty that a Dodge Challenger has. And I think it comes in handy sometimes when you got to pick a friend up from the airport, you know? So the, my first memory is Josh picking my son and I up at uh, in this amazing car. And when we got out, my kid's like, Dad, why aren't you this cool? <laughs> it's like, shut up. <laughs> Nobody, not everybody can be Josh Jackson who gets shout outs during the broadcast here. And then Austin, my second favorite memory is exactly what Ted said, is that day one where we were at the German um, cultural center and it was the club, the players, the front office, the um, the fans that had flown over to to support the club and it was freezing as all get out and i gave a really bad speech about that you know thanks for coming over and all that stuff but austin i have to give you a shout out because you were the one because you were so um inebriated that you yelled at sven minson to come over and talk to us and he actually he i was like shut up shut up and no he came over and he chatted even though the security details like get away from them and all that stuff mm -hmm. so austin i gotta give you a quick shout out because that was my favorite event uh like Ted said, day one, seeing Josh's car and getting to just see everybody and, and get to chat with Sven. With uh, Sven. Yeah, you know, I again, like you said, I'd had a couple beers. Uh, Jeff and I got had gotten in that night, and so I was at the party and I had a few beers, and I thought a good idea was to put on my Freiburg uh, Hawaiian shirt. And I think that's what got Sven to come over because when I went over there, the first thing Sven, Sven said to me, he looked at me and he pointed at me with, well, what's this? And I go, yeah, I know. And I go, can you come over and take a picture with my brother? And I had no idea that he would do it. I, I saw his, uh, the guy following him. He, he looked like he was in a hurry. And that was one of my favorite moments of the, the, the Texas trip was, and I tell this to the people I work with and friends is, Think of the of an American team going up to their GM and going like to if I were to go up to the Saints GM, Mickey Loomis, and go, hey, can you come over and talk to my brother? And and actually having him do that, that you, you don't you just don't think they'll do that. But I, the the openness, the way that Sven was willing to talk and take notes from people. 
it, it was it's just something we're not used to and that was my favorite part of the the whole trip because i didn't have a dog in the fight and it, it was it was a fun time that yeah Dave, he mentioned he had a few beers a couple times, which means he had way more than a few beers. <laughs> so, Dave, what was what was your favorite uh, event of that? And then try to tie it back to the OFC. Like, I remember we met Tim at that point. He just showed up like a ghost on our shoulder at that point. I met Rolf. I yeah. met, we met Doug. Uh, all the guys. Um, it was just awesome. There. So, what was your uh, memory of that that moment? Well, I, I yeah, meeting everybody with the the OFC on that Friday night. I, I was not fortunate enough to come uh, and go to the practice and the uh, the other festivities, but um, yeah, going on Friday night and uh, meeting so many people and and having, um, uh, the, the, I remember Tim specifically, and uh, he always laughs when I was talking about this, but he. I was like, I was anxious to to try and speak some some German because it had been a while, mm-hmm. and you know, so I was anxious to meet some of the people, and I would, but I was like, yeah, ich kann Deutsch, you know, telling mm-hmm. them, yeah, I can speak bad German, and uh, Tim was like, yeah, I can speak a little bit of German. Then he suddenly is like carrying on like long conversations, and it's like, yeah, a little German is like, yeah, I went there every summer. My mom lived there. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Uh, obviously you're more you, you're a little bit more fluent than everybody else here but yeah uh that that was great but yeah the moment for me was after the game standing on the concourse waiting and seeing the uh you know zeus personified walking <laughs> down the concourse towards us and it's like yeah there, there's my kid right there gotta get a gotta get the shot with him so yeah the 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 getting the photo off with dinos was awesome no, that was, yeah, if, if you haven't listened before, you know, Dave has got a, I think, such an infatuation uh, with Dino that he had to actually leave the country and had to go to the Premier League <laughs> because of that. So, uh, David, it's it's your fault. Yeah, but it was it was just uh, so much fun meeting so many different people at that event. And it, like Austin said, and like you said, it, it's just the openness that all these people had to us. And then listening to Ted talk and then Tim and then uh, Jens and their German and how the, the Stuttgart supporters who had traveled over, how willing they were to try to speak German, you know, with us, but, you know, break into English, you know, when they could. So it was just, it was an awesome kind of culmination of everything kind of coming together. And then everything fell apart immediately as it usually does, you know, for Stuttgart, everybody got fired and then we almost got relegated, but we made it through. And so now we're going through this amazing season. So let's do, you know, some rapid fire questions here. Um, Matt, I'll start with you. You know, your favorite player or coach during the time period. So we started in February 2021. So your favorite player or coach during that time period. Is there one that really sticks out to you? I really loved Aurel Mangala when he was on the team. He was just a midfielder that was the engine of the the attack and was always helping out in defense. And I was pretty sure when we lost him to the Premier League that uh, it was going to be all doom and gloom. I think we've been okay. Um, and he hasn't really lit the world on fire in the EPL, but um, he was a guy that was just a lot of fun to watch, always doing interesting, hopeful things on the field. Uh, and I don't think it's somebody anybody else is going to pick. <laughs> Ted, you're up. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, I'll, I'll pick one that I'm sure is not uh, – I won't be the only one to pick this guy. Um, so 
Uh, I thought about Endo, but I'm going to go Anton, Travis, and probably steal your guy. Um, I know you're a huge, uh, huge Anton guy. Part of it is that he's still with us. Um, and and he's, uh, I am like, I feel like I come around to him more and more every single year. Um, and now that he's got the armband on, um, it just seems so fitting for him to be in that role. Um, and He's such an outspoken leader of the team, um, just always fired up himself, always firing guys up, always willing to fight um, on our behalf. And then the hustle that guy has got is incredible. All right. So, Josh, I'm not going to fight Ted on this one because even though Valdi is my favorite player, but it, he brings up a crazy point. So the starting lineup of the first match we ever covered, it only has two of the current players in it. It has Silas, uh, who was starting on the right wing, and it has... Actually, three, I'm sorry. It has Valdi, Anton, and it has Karazor there. So even though Valdi's my favorite player, I'm going to say of that time period, Sasha Kalajic had my heartthrob. Just, I, I I loved what he could do at that point. I remember when he left, you know, I missed him like crazy when he had that Legendo moment where he missed the penalty kick, but he had to header the immediate moment after. I mean, that's crazy. So yeah, Valdi's my favorite player, but of that time period, and it's crazy. Only three of those guys are still around, but Sasha's for me. What about you, Josh? I mean, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I have Sasha Kalachik on my heart right now. I like we're um, all each other's credit here. <laughs> yeah, I was. I had his stats up. 57 games, 23 goals. That's almost scoring in half of the games you're playing in. So when you have some strike rate like that, you're going to have you're going to burn some of those beautiful goals into people's retinas, and they're not going to forget about you. And uh, the red jersey that I believe was uh, from the last season he was there. It's the Jocko. It's the red. It's mm. got the black sash. It also has a little bit of sparkle of the black and the, and the, and the yellow in the background, just a beautiful Jersey. I had to get his name on it because mm. I, I, yeah, I, I think you've talked about not putting names on the jerseys before. And there's, there's some merit to that, but because they'll always leave, you know, no players ever <laughs> there forever. Uh, but I had to get logic on that Jersey because uh, just all the beautiful goals, the way he just took the ball down, he had this sort of finesse that you don't see in a lot of players that you do see at the high level. And, and yeah, you can be a great team on paper, like uh, Union were last season or, or like fire electric Russo are, you know, but if you have a little bit of style and you have a little bit of panache, that seems to, that seems to be more memorable. And I think he, he embodied that just the way he took his headers from a beautiful Borna Sosa cross um, and he wasn't like over celebrative. He was always very happy and, and, and smiled. And he was just like, you know, sometimes from ear to ear, he wasn't doing back double black flips uh, like Jedi the other <laughs> night for USA. I would love oh, to which see was the awesome. six, six guy do a double black backflip. <laughs> <laughs> which, which that game was down here in Austin too. And it's just beautiful weather the other night, but now it's wet, cold, and rainy again, just like it was uh, this time last year for the Stuttgart game. <laughs> but yeah, I would say Sasha. Yeah, Sasha. All right, Dave, is there anybody besides Dinos, or is that pretty much it for you? No, I mean, there's lots of lots of guys. I mean, Dinos <laughs> is, is my favorite, obviously, but, uh, you know, I, I was a big Endo fan, too. And I actually think I was a little bit more heartbroken when, when he left than I was Endo. Oh. Uh, I mean, than I was Dinos, just because Endo was such the, the heart of that team. Uh, but, you know things change there's there have been other players who moved who've left before i was a, i was a kind of a, a nico gonzalez fan uh you know that was a guy that uh i know there's some some mixed feelings on here about him but uh I, he was just somebody i you know i i, I like watching him play he uh 
he, he had a motor in him. I, I, I always thought so. No, uh, but yeah, and I, I've been a big fan of Sealess uh, for a long time too. So um, I, that was the first kit I got was actually the the Wami, okay. Wamangituka Sealess uh, kit. So okay. uh, yeah, I uh, um, I wrote that out last weekend too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's Mumbapa. Yeah, Matt and I joke yeah. all the time about it. it's really good that the podcast didn't exist when Nico Gonzalez was on because <laughs> Travis said some really bad things about Nico Gonzalez on on uh, text strands here. Austin, what about you as an outsider? Oh, over the time, who was the player that you most feared when Freiburg would play these uh, guys in white and red? Man, it was uh, at the time I. You know, uh, it's it's hard to say. I, I, Ito, uh, Ito wasn't on the team. Enzo, Endo was was one of those guys that you always thought could keep the squad together and keep them focused. And that's who we play bad against is focused teams. And so, uh, Endo was the one that I thought I my favorite player during the time was. Uh, Dadavi because he was the one I think I mispronounced the most when we started doing this show. <laughs> so, but, but I love Ito's story. He, 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 when I watch the game now, he's the guy that I watch. I love his story, how he came, everybody didn't expect him to do anything. And he's just been a solid, solid player for you guys. And the, the person whose opinion I really want to know is the guy who's been sitting in really the corner of this podcast the whole time who's been here the whole time <laughs> is is rob rob actually i have to make a joke about this rob it was somewhere in the 50th episode where you popped on like in the middle of an episode matt and i were doing because you had the zoom link and we just it was probably one of our better episodes where we didn't want to carry it on like like usual it's just a bunch of guys sitting at a bar it's like oh rob's here so rob you you showed up here we're talking about favorite players since 2021 or coach what do you got oh our our, our sad departed wataro endo hmm. he's by far my favorite player that we've had recently even though he's no longer here and we're successful so i don't know maybe that's part of it <laughs> <laughs> but no it's definitely endo for me just the way he puts everything on the field wears himself a mouth guard like he's actually going out there and playing linebacker or something and just, you know, ripping the ball away from people and recovering quickly is is awesome to see. Caro's are stepping into that role a little bit from the defensive side of things, but I miss Endo. I wish he could have been with the team this year with the success, with what he, you know, has been around for. It's one of those things where you'd hope he's there. And I don't think he's played much for Liverpool either, so... Uh, it's one of those things where you see somebody go somewhere because it's a dream club for them. And then, you know, you end up sitting on the bench for a while and it, that kind of sucks for them, but definitely yeah. endo for me. It's kind of bizarre because we, Matt and uh, David and I have talked about this, how it doesn't make sense, how he's an amazing player. And yet the club is doing better without him than they are with him. But yeah, he, that's the one. I don't have a lot of kits with players names on them. Endo is one of them. Because I'm like you, it's he's. I also have an Endo jersey upstairs. <laughs> I also have a Georg Niedermeyer jersey, so top that. But my other one's Genter. So, <laughs> oh, damn it! All right, let's let's as we're talking about kits, David. I'm going to start with you, Dave. What is your favorite Stuttgart kit since 2021? I sent you guys all a link. Jacko has come out with just some amazing kits since they took over. So, Dave, what is your favorite one since they took over? Since we've been doing the podcast. Yeah, since they took over, it's definitely been uh, the throwback one. Uh, 
the one where Endo scored the uh, uh the, the goal against Colm. Yeah. yeah, the yeah the throwback that one was just beautiful. I wish I'd be able to get one, but I I did not. Uh, after that, um, uh, I really like uh the 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 stripes from last year. Uh, I've got that one. I really like the black from last year too. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's a really tough call because uh Jaco does a or Yako whatever uh does a, a <laughs> fantastic job, and I uh, I pretty much like um everything I've seen, you know. Yeah, uh, the, the, the the current one, uh, the current white, uh, it was is taking a little while. It's kind of grown on me a little bit. Uh, I was not a huge fan of the uh, the the ripples. Uh, I, I, I my first thought when I saw them was like ants. <laughs> There's red ants crawling all over the jersey. Um, but yeah, um, uh, I just I think everything they do is beautiful. And I cannot wait to see this uh, Stuttgart oh uh, kit that's about to come out. The 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 goal. Yeah, if you don't know what Dave's talking about, is they just teased that in the next few days they're going to release their special jersey for the season, and it looks like it's going to be kind of this black gold kit that could be pretty pretty sweet. So Josh, you know, let's go to you. You know, Dave picked a pretty good one. Uh, what do you think? What was your favorite kit since 2020, 2021? Oh man, it's uh, it's hard to say from that that's short of a range because you go back all the way to like the 1939, 1940 kit. I've got it up here. The link that you sent us, it's just a classic white with the red sash and it's got the yellow crest in the middle. But the cool thing is it's got like this V neck and this little ribbon that's in there. It's kind of like you're tying your shoes to, to yeah. tie the Jersey, you know, things like that. I don't see Jocko doing that anytime soon. I've seen Adidas kind of bring elements like that back. And like Adidas had some really cool Stuart kits in the 2000s, like 90s and the 2000s that I really love. Um, and then the Puma, uh, probably Puma is my favorite from about, you know, I think what I'm got wearing not right now is like a 2005, but uh, uh, something around that where it's just like the all black, the all black kids look gorgeous. So I think maybe if it's going to be a recent Jocko pitch uh, jersey kit, it's got to be the diversity, the just the all black diversity kit because they made an all white one. I think the next year they did an all black one, mm-hmm. and the sash is the rainbow, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful kit. You know, I love the twenty two, twenty three diversity kit. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I'm a big fan of the twenty one, twenty two white home kit. I know it's kind of a divisive one. Some people don't like the black accents on the Bruce string. Oh. Um, I think it's just cool as hell. I love it. Uh, one of the handful that I own. Uh, big fan. All right, Ted. Tell Matt why he's wrong. <laughs> I, I don't have to explain that. I mean, we that's no explanation needed. Um, we've got 62 episodes to, to look back on and, uh, and make that determination for ourselves. Um, I go... I like the uh, the tw- I think it was 2021 when they came out with that first green kit that was like the contrasting like light and dark and it was made out of recycled plastic I think and it had like a, a topographical map of the area around the stadium um, I was a sucker for that one and it was one of those like of all of the jerseys that I've kicked myself for not buying, I think that was the the one that I, I'm still kicking myself for not buying that one three I'm years later. Still upset that you got the Jans Graal 
goalie kit in Austin, Texas, because it was that purple and I loved it and I wanted that. Then I was like, oh, well, I, I at least stole the jerseys from Dave and his kids when I did the flag move to take those. Rob, my favorite is, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I think one of the understated ones is the the black and red accent from 2020, 2021. It was, I think, the first time Yako did, and I love how we pronounce Yako seven different ways <laughs> right now. This is so awesome. But I, I love kind of that black Yako one that had the kind of imprint of the topography, I believe it was, of, of Stuttgart. I think that's an underrated one, but like Josh said, it's impossible not to love the the diversity one, especially the the black one with the rainbow. And I'm with David too. I wish I would have gotten one of the retro kits because those are sweet. All right, Rob, wrap it up for us. Which one do you think is the best? I am a big fan of of the ones with the maps uh, as well, and the 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 black the black and red one is is fantastic. Um, I don't like how the bristering isn't red on it though. So if I'm picking one of the black ones, I actually like the 21, 22 one better because it keeps the blistering in red, which I think looks really, really sharp against black with the contrast. Uh, it's definitely, they, they've done really well. The only one I don't really like of theirs is the one Matt mentioned. I, I really don't like those black accents. I think they look horrible. So I'll but, say it. <laughs> and I, I didn't like that one very much, but the black with the black with the, uh, the red blistering is awesome. The, when they go all black, they look really good still. Don't get me wrong. I like them. It's just not as good as when they keep it red still. This is a great question. Dave, I'm going to start with you. Brewstring or no, does, must it have a brewstring? Really simple. Yes or no? Go. Uh, white kit, yes. Josh? Secondary, third kit, no. <laughs> Anything is optional. I'm I'm still a really big fan of the jersey they wore here in Austin. That was the all black, and it had just like cool little – it had, it had actually stripes of red that were, yeah. you just couldn't see it from far away. But, you know, things like – really subtle things are, are always cool. Yeah, the sublimated yeah. patterns in the back, the topography and, like, the cityscapes are super subtle. That The show you get one and see one in your hands, you don't realize they're there. But they're really neat the way they have done that over the last few years. All right. Matt, Brewstring, yay or nay? Always. We're the club with the red hoop. How can you not have a Brewstring on a Stuttgart jersey? Even if it's the same color as something else and it blends in, you got to have one there. Ted, you're nodding your head yes. So what do you say? For the home kit, yeah, I think it's always got to be red Bruce string. For the away kit, third kit, I'm not with the I, – I know a lot of the traditionalist Germans, they're like, no, the crest, we have three colors. It can only be three <laughs> colors. Um, I'm, I'm like, whatever. I don't care what those look like. I think some of the creative ones look awesome. But white and red Bruce string on the, the home kit. No, I, I love Derek Ray saying it's the traditional white and red of when he calls our game. So awesome. When you see us coming to your stadium or you're playing us, it's like, which the white and red, it's iconic, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, that's why my favorite Jersey is the green one, because yeah. it doesn't look like you guys are, it, it's like, Fritzl, <laughs> it's like 11 Fritzels are jumping on the, on the pitch. Um, Josh, let's start with you. This is going to be a tough one. The favorite game over that time period, because there's been a lot of games, Josh, that um, have been really important for this club since the 20, since we started this podcast, we had the Legendo one. You, you had the Hamburg one. You had the Dortmund coming back from basically three nil one. Is there any game that sticks out to you 
over the course of the last boy, hundred games. Yeah, it always seems like it's the last game of the season. That's the most important game sometimes uh, <laughs> because it comes – everything that we've had to endure just comes down to that one tiny little sliver of a moment of 90 minutes. And, I, you know, this game, it's so hard to score in 90 minutes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, speaking of scoring, I think probably my favorite time, and I think that's maybe in between this time, uh, was uh, Kay Stuttgart's back in the Bundesliga. They're playing, they're playing Dortmund. I, I think it was – Maybe the second season they were back. They they went down and beat Dortmund like four to zero, right? If I, I don't have the date off the top of my head, yeah, but. it was yeah five one, yeah five one five one, yeah by four goals. Yeah. And to be able to do that to a team, even even this season, they're maybe not as high as they were the past few seasons. But Dortmund are always that team that's trying to to vie for the championship for the Bundesliga title, and we go down there and we take them out by that big of a margin. That really is a statement to what I guess maybe in hindsight Stuttgart really were looking not to just go back in the second Bundesliga or not to be like a mid table team or a bottom of the table team, like we've been for a couple of seasons in a row, but to actually come back and be one of those top teams again. And now we're seeing some of the fruits of that. Yeah, that was a great one. Cause I remember after that, we were like seventh or eighth on the table. Lucien Favre was sacked from Dortmund. We were like, we're going to, we're going to win the league. And, yeah, all that stuff. It was a it was a great time. Yo, Dave, I'm gonna go over to you. Favorite match during the time uh over the last hundred episodes. Obviously, you know, the first one that comes to mind has got to be the legendary match. Uh just to stay up the 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 emotion in that one. Uh just it's one that I watched and it just reminded me, you know, I'll I'll go with once again what I'm familiar with, SEC football. You know, being in the stadium on a Saturday, seeing people carry the goalposts out, carry them down the street, uh, the streets of Stuttgart after the game. You know, that's something that we see in my favorite American sport, college football. And, you know, we're we're seeing it there and it's just it tied it all together. And uh, that, that, that one's special. Um, so, yeah, I, I've got to say that one. Uh, but, you know, I could also just as easily say to keep it current, the last game against Dortmund. <laughs> Uh, the way we we dominated the game, but missed you know missed the penalty. Uh, our former keeper had the had an amazing game, and uh, you know, but the fact that we st- hung in it and still won uh, says a lot about how far this team has come. Because that's a game like in the past that he they easily might have folded, and it. Could have been a draw, could have been a loss, but no, they they persevered and pulled it out. So yeah, that it, was a that one is huge to me. Yeah, Rob, Dave brings up a nice bookend: the, the Legendo match that saved our season, the current Dortmund match, which is keeping this great season going. What about you? Favorite well, match during that? I've been furiously looking to figure out how far our last hundred back goes, and the four one against Bayern is too far back, which was going to be my favorite recent one, but that's not even recent. That's five years ago, which is another story but i my favorite <laughs> one is i think i'm gonna go a little off the wall with it uh losing three to nothing to union and labadia leaving oh that changed everything if that loss doesn't happen labadia maybe sticks around a little longer so my favorite match of the last couple of years is labadia's uh last one because look at what this club has done since he left I, matt 
if people, if we could record this and put this on a YouTube or some channel, <laughs> they would have seen six people's heads explode. <laughs> that Rob just brought out a great point: is a, a season-changing match. I am frustrated at how good of an answer that is, that Rob. That actually, <laughs> it's over. Podcast is over. That Sorry. Was yeah, we're just <laughs> shut her down. Uh, <laughs> that was too good. Uh, we're we're uninformed. Unprepared. I'm just glad I got it. I got it Googled to find out the exact match before Travis called on me. Because <laughs> I knew what I wanted to say. I just couldn't remember which exact one it was. <laughs> no, that's gold, buddy. That. Oh man, it, I'm glad Matt's next to you because he's got to struggle with this now. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 legendo gold match is the obvious go-to um rob's is the obvious for a, a good vendepunct turning point um match but the the one in this i'm gonna break the rules a little bit this is not within the podcast but when we won the second division the match that we clinched the title that was just so exciting to see stuttgart win a title mm. even though it was for the second division but also know that we were guaranteed to go back up and be back in the first division. Um, I was so excited about that win. And even my friend's mom who lives in Germany and I had only met once, she knew I'd be pumped. She went out and bought a handful of the uh, Erste Klassiker chocolates that they released special <laughs> for that and shipped them to me here in Michigan um, with a t-shirt. Uh, and it was just, everybody was so excited and so happy. Um, that was, that's probably one of the most memorable ones for me. All right. So Ted, Matt is cheating because Rob's answer was so good. My favorite is more so personal and selfish reasons. Cause this last season I got to go to Neckerstadion for the first time. So, um, the Munchen Gladbach match, um, last season, the two, one win is my most memorable over the period of the pod. Um, I got to take my brother with me. He has since become a, a Falf Bay fan and follows the club now. Um, we won. We we netted a penalty. Tangi Kulabali, of all people. Um, <laughs> you know, if there is any reason to bring him back, you know, bring him in as a super sub just to take our penalty kicks. Um, yeah, that match was was incredible for me. That's yeah. The easy answer for me is Legendo one because that that's the one that we were also emotional about that. We thought everything's trending in the right direction from a podcast perspective that kind of took us off a little bit from an OFC perspective. It was like the perfect launching pad into Texas. Reno's an American. They're coming to America. It seemed like everything was trending in the right direction. So just that moment, Jeff was there. Um, Oz and I were all part of that. It was just such a big deal. So I'm going to take the easy way out, but definitely Rob wins the cowbell with this one. <laughs> he's from Wisconsin. It makes sense here. Let's, let's go real quick. We're running out of time. So I'm going to start Ted with you on this one is your favorite or saddest transfer over the time period. So this is 2020, 2021. And, and you know, I, I got to bring this up because it's crazy what our roster was. So if you look at what our roster was in 2020, 2021, the first match that we covered as a podcast, you had Kalajic up front, Eric Tommy, who's in the MLS now, Philip Forrester, who's with Bochum, Borna Sosa, who's with Ajax, Silas, still with the club, Mangala in the Premier League, you had Endo in the Premier League, Dino in the Premier League, Anton, still with the club, Karazor, still with the club, Kovels with Dortmund. And you did have some subs. Uh, Dadavi, Austin's favorite player, came on. Uh, 
Sise, who I think is in Poland, I don't know, came on. Kulabali, who is a free agent, which is bizarre, came on. And hey, Matt, did you know what? Mateo Klimowicz's dad? Where did he used to play? He, he was a Bundesliga player, wasn't he, Travis? Like, what? I mean, I'm digging way back in the middle. Uh, oh, I'm so I, glad we don't have to hear that every match, all the bingo, time, every bingo. match. Not me. I wish he was still in the club simply for that. So, Ted, let me start with you. Uh, of all of those players I mentioned, I mean, the, the best transfer, saddest departure, pick one of those, 30 seconds, go. Yeah, I th- this is one of those hindsight is 2020. I could make a lot of choices knowing like how good Ito has turned out to be, um, how well Stiller fits in, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but the one that hit me hardest in the moment um, was Endo leaving. Um, that story for me, it felt like it just like it escalated really quickly. Like it yeah. felt like it was over the course of just a couple of weeks that it was like rumors are starting to fly around. This guy might be gone to, Oh no, he's gone. And this guy's like the lifeblood of our team. Um, so that one just tore my heart out. Temple of doom style. No, hundred percent. I remember the days before and just after that, we thought the world was just falling apart at that point. And the fact that where they're at now, uh, you know, hats off to Honus. So, you know, Matt, what about you? Is your best transfer status departure over the, the last hundred? I made a, a list of a couple of interesting ones. Um, the one I'm going to go with is Benjamin Pavard because he was playing for us, went to play for the World Cup. We were all like, yes, Pavard, our boy, crushing it in the World Cup, got home and turned into a complete asshole. And we could not get rid of him fast enough for Byron. And not only was he a total ass, but he played like garbage. And I was so glad to see the back of him. It's We don't ever cuss on this podcast, just so you know. And so Matt, as an OG, as the kids say, is allowed to do that. But I do remember how he just completely tanked the bed. <laughs> and he's our record transfer, by the way. Rob, I think... Matt is trying to one-up you. What do you got for this one? Uh, I'm going to go with the saddest one for me was seeing uh, Sasha go. I'm just a big fan of the goofy large man in the middle, Peter Crouch dialing it up. Uh, skills with his feet still. Him and Sosa had their their bromance, which was fantastic. Uh, so him leaving, I think, is, is my saddest departure of, of the time period. If I have to pick someone coming in... Uh, it's tough not to go with Girasi just because of how absurd his start has been uh, over over this last year. So I think it's those two for me. Sasha leaving and then someone like Girasi coming in and being able to just we have we we have the had the goal leading goal scorer in the Bundesliga that ties Lewandowski's record. I mean, I I didn't see that coming this year. That wasn't on the bingo card at all. <laughs> <laughs> so those two have have been that's the up and the down for me. All right, Josh, usually you're the most positive guy on the podcast. It's going to be tough to top Rob's Girassi on that one. So do you have a saddest or happiest? What do you think? No, yeah, what 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 kind of was, was what I heard here with, with Matt, with Pavard, I did think about that a little bit. I was at the game in Moscow where Pavard scored that freaking screamer. With oh, his that, left the curve on that's a beauty. Oh, <laughs> just the spin off that ball to the back, to the top corner apex of the goal. 
Um, and I was there to see France beat Argentina and knock them out of that World Cup in Moscow. And it was just uh, just wild. And this is the same World Cup that, like, Mexico had drank all the beer after they beat Germany. So, like, the Germans <laughs> were all gone at that point. And, um, and I, but I, I was kind of also thinking about it. Well, Rob, you mentioned – we talked about uh, Sasha on the podcast earlier. And I, I, I thought it was finesse, but I guess maybe it's a little bit of both because you, you mentioned it as, as like the, the tall clumsiness, but you know, I, I guess it takes a lot of finesse. If you're it, tall it's and it's like, a tall, like, cl- it's a, who should be tall and clumsy, but he's not right. He's that Peter Crouch model of control. When you see this big giant gangly dude, that's the exact thing you ex- don't expect to see. But yeah. he, he didn't have that, which is awesome. Yeah. To see Peter Crouch go up for a bicycle kick is just like, what? Did that really right. happen? Yeah. <laughs> Your yeah. brain starts forgetting. The but, sheer yeah, amount for... of speed you get from that turn is amazing. <laughs> the radius square. <laughs> yeah. It's, but but I, I came back with, with somebody who does seem to do that chemistry in his mind and just amazing, just individual that, that we couldn't quite hold on to. Someone that was on loan who played really awesome for us between the net, uh, between the posts, uh, minded the net, uh, Gregor Colbell for me because you look at what he's doing he is uh he has such of an upside he's only 25 years old he's got another good decade plus uh to play and he's just cracking in with the swiss national team as well and and to see what he's doing with dortmund even against stuttgart in that last match right like he's <laughs> he's saving a penalty and he's he's oh. putting keeping everything out and he was the man of the match for a lot of us in that game just but just to see him depart in the goalkeeper situation had been so rocky uh, for a while after that. Um, yeah. it, it was it was hard to see him go. All right, Dave. We know Dinos is your fave. So yeah, I mean, I was I was going to talk. I've already talked about Dinos. I've already talked about Indo. Uh, I was going to say Cobell as well. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> uh, but you know, great minds. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Cobell was definitely. Uh, it was tough to see him go, especially with. Um, what we've seen him do since then, especially what the performance he put up back in Stuttgart this past weekend or the, this past game, I should say. Um, so yeah, that, that was definitely up there. Uh, it's been tough. Uh, now, as far as um, somebody, I, I don't know if I would say I was super excited, but uh, as far as coming in, but has proven to be uh, kind of the savior, if you will, it has been stiller. Uh, mm-hmm. just the way he's come in and uh, it just made us forget Indo. Um, it's yeah, uh, it's, 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 there's a lot to be said about that. And uh, he has been, uh, he's been our, our new rock, you know, and I uh, can't wait to, to see him continue to grow and develop as well. And so you can say the same thing about Middlestead, even uh, with the little bit we've seen with him. Yeah. Uh, he's been, he's been great as well. It's crazy, Dave. You bring up Middlestead. He's the only guy from that Berlin team that's still in the Bundesliga and guess who he's playing for. It's Valpy Stuttgart from that, that particular season. Uh, you know, Austin, I, you and I like to go underdogs here. I'm going to go Darko Chunilnov because I love a crazy winger, like Tanguy Kulabali <laughs> on the side. And Darko was just, he had those moments where he was great. And unfortunately it didn't work out. He worked out just enough for him to get to, I think the championship league in uh, England, but not with us. So, I always hoped that he would work out. I thought Luca Pfeiffer. I really thought that that guy would pan out for us, but unfortunately didn't work out. He's he's still struggling uh, back at Darmstadt. So Oz, when Stuart traveled to Freiburg, Mm -hmm. was there a particular player that you were most scared to see come your way? 
from from Stuttgart that played for Freiburg? If you say Pascal Stenzel, I'm going to reach across. <laughs> no. Oh, it, was there a particular player no. that you thought was frightening to come you know, your way? That uh... Well, Navrapanos, obviously, because that guy could kick it from three-quarters pitch and, and put it <laughs> in the back of the net. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, Mavropanos for sure. Uh, when Sasha was playing, you know, anytime – they kicked the ball over to Sosa and you put it in the air. You, you just kind of lowered your head a little bit and just expected a goal to go in. So, you know, yeah, there, there's definitely the, the mainstays that you guys had that frightened us. The, the guys that could score, obviously, but yeah. All right. So guys, we only have a few minutes left. So I, I'm going to wrap up with Josh on this because I know he's going to be the most positive. So Dave, I'm going to start with you on this. We've done a hundred episodes. 100 episodes from now. So that's going to take us about three seasons, three and a half seasons in the future. So it's 2023, four now. So we get about 2028-ish. Where do you think we'll be? Now you can either right. the club. So that'll be our clubs. third Bundesliga title. Uh, we'll throw a couple <laughs> European. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I mean, you never can tell. Um We'll we'll see. I think uh, I think we're gonna be. Uh, I don't. I'm I'm hoping our our days of uh, the the last day of the season drama are behind us, um, so we don't have that to build on anymore. But hopefully, we can just continue to keep growing this uh, this U.S. fandom and uh, keep growing and uh, and and spreading the the good news of Stuttgart, you know, to to all around the country. Rob, hundred episodes. Are we going to be spreading the good word of uh, Stuttgart? What do you think? Yeah, I'm along my sides, David. I just want consistency. I just mid table, you know, unhappy, not worrying about that last. You know, I want to be the checked out team that the team that needs points is okay beating at the end of the year because we've <laughs> already got to where we need to be and we're happy, right? Just no more yo yo club. <laughs> Hopefully, those days are behind us, right? Um, and the fandom, the, the OFC growing, that's awesome. I think that's that's a, that comment is great. Seeing actual other fans, whether you know it came from the subreddit or it's come from the Discord or from the OFC now, I, I'm jealous of some of you folks living in places that have more people that you know actually have others around. I mean, I'm not in a small town in Wisconsin here, Green Bay, and Appleton's not that small, but everybody's a Bayern fan or a Dortmund fan. It's hard to find somebody that has an attachment to any other club, right? So. One of these days, I'll drive over to Ohio and show up at one of the the watch parties. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see if we'll let you in. You know, Doug, yeah. <laughs> Doug's like just mid table security. Be be happy for him. But I think Ted is Dave and, and they hit on two big points. Is one is the club. You know, where is it going to be? But two, where are we going to be? So Ted, bring us together. Where are you going to be? Yeah, well, um, hopefully heading up an OFC at this rate. Um, I mean, it just seems like a natural proliferation of these things. And that progression has to include uh, Kentucky's first chapter. Now that I know that there's at least one other fan down down my way. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, we're going to continue to grow the the market for the club in the States. Hopefully we will have seen them come back for friendlies here another couple of times maybe um by that point um and then i'm with the rest in terms of where the club is going to be i think 
mid table, I would be totally comfortable with that. I, I want our first place to be fourth place um, <laughs> would, would make me very, very happy. <laughs> Matt, I think Sven is rolling over in whatever amazing <laughs> bed he's in right now. What do you think? I'm hopeful we'll have a hard time keeping track of how many OFCs there are in the country. Oh. Um, and just so we continue to build this, this community that you've started the ball rolling on Travis, it's just, it's been so much fun to connect with different people from around the country um, and talk about the insanity of this club. So I, I hope we are continuing to do what we do as poorly as we do it. Um, <clears throat> chatting with you on Sunday nights is always a whole, whole lot of fun. Uh, and for the team, I'm, I'm with you guys stability and I, I feel like we're maybe turning a corner to a spot where we're going to be a, a top seven club on a regular basis. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this winter transfer window looks and uh, what changes get made and what we do with that money, because we've got, we're not broke right now. Um, but we're also not in a position where we can tell the Bayerns of the world to kick rocks. Right. Yeah, I'm going to skip you, Josh, for a second, go to Austin because Ted, uh, Matt said some really nice things there. So I want Austin to bring it down to earth a little bit. <laughs> so Austin, what do you think? A hundred episodes from now, where do you think we'll be? Well, uh, personally, I think Jeff and I will be on about five more shows. <laughs> and then uh, for, for the team, I, I think, Hopefully the team gets a team full of Florians so I could listen to Matt lose his mind every week. All right, Josh, give us 30 seconds of positivity as to why we're going to be Champions League winners here in three years. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. The podcast in the future is going to have Fritzel on it once a week. The, the, the Fritzel, the uh, the the Fritzel corner or whatever. He could have his own little show, part of the show, his own little segment. Fritzel calls in from Germany. The time difference is going to be great. Um, I think the OFC, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're going to get lost with the amount of, of different OFCs, but shoot, I think the way you see people coalescing, uh, the likes you get on the things and the more, the, yeah, the, the, the more, Travis and everyone, all of us, it's going to be a team effort. All of us is going to be sharing things and tagging things. And people are going to start seeing that because they are hiding in green Bay and in a back so. bar somewhere. <laughs> we got those. They're, <laughs> they're hiding down the street. There could be your neighbors. And uh, the more that we do individually, um, not just as, as separate OCAs, uh, OFCs, but as individuals, just soccer fans going out and wearing a, a Stuttgart Jersey to, um, to a German fest or, or to the movies. It's, it's just a little bit, and it's going to start that conversation. Even if it's just a Bundesliga fan, I got, I, I've got, I went to, I went to a similar festival the other day and I had Munich fans coming up like, Oh, Hey, that's so cool that you're coming out and wearing this. Um, maybe he's, maybe that was like a, like a little jab at that, but, but he, he seemed like he's like a genuine American fan that just loves seeing uh, the Bundesliga out there too. And I think the Bundesliga does a pretty good job of trying to market the league. And the teams that are doing great. And as long as, as Stuttgart keeps up there with, I would say, top six, if they stay in the top six the next couple of seasons, you're going to see that money start rolling in. And the Winamax is going to uh, be something of, of the past in the rear view mirror. 
and yeah, you're, you're going to maybe start getting jewelry brands or something on the front of the shirt. And uh, maybe that money will roll in. You can stay in the top six and, and, and actually have competitions aside from the Pokal and, and the league to play in. So that would be ah, gorgeous. That is why, Josh, we love you on the episode because the positivity here is, is we're going to have a million OFCs. We're going to be in the Champions League. We're going to have jewelry. We're going to have the whole deal here. <laughs> Um, it's gonna be great. So here's the thing: is I, I got one more wish for the next three years from an OFC oh, beside God. Travis, and that's a little bit more of a stretch goal too. Is I want to see a OFC Americana organized trip where we all get together in Stuttgart somehow and uh, wow. and do that. If I can't go to Cleveland and watch a game, I'll go to Germany instead. <laughs> <I'm pretty bad. laughs> yeah, do a little side trip to Freiburg, have some wine. Yeah, yeah, uh, fair enough. Fair no enough. problem with that either. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Rob. Way to throw that out the last part here. That's, no, it, it, and that's the whole point is is we are working with the club to see what we can do to get things going. You know, to do something like Rob said to have Americans head over there, and the club has been very welcoming to us. Just like all of you who have listened have been welcoming to to the ridiculousness that we have been spewing <laughs> across the airwaves here is and that's why i want to thank you know ted and matt and josh and dave and Oz and rob for popping on here you know on a sunday night when we all have work to go to tomorrow and some of us already did work today to just you know say hey thanks thanks to everybody who has listened to this thanks to everybody who's contributed to this we know we've left a, a ton of people out um we can't afford an actual platform, which is why I'm wrapping this up in very quick fashion. But guys, I want to say thanks to all of you. And uh, it's been a blast. And here's to a hundred more episodes. And you know what? A hundred more wins. What do you say? Sounds good. Hey, Let's ha- do it. Happy, sure. <laughs> happy. <laughs> <laughs>